John chapter 13, you can go there with me. John chapter 13. I want to come back to where we were this morning with verses 1 through 5. Follow along as I read verses 1 through 5, John 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper, he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him. We see it in the text, and we noted it this morning. We see here the gracious and humble service of Jesus toward his disciples, stooping, taking the place, the role, the position of a servant, getting down on his hands and knees, which was far from what he deserved. But I believe what we have here was meant for his disciples to learn from, and it was meant for us to learn from as we read it here in the Scriptures. As a a powerful example of how we're to love and serve him, humbly, submissively, how we're to love and serve one another in the church, and how we're to love and serve unbelievers who desperately need the gospel. The Bible is absolutely clear that we love and serve Jesus by loving and serving one another. In the church, Galatians 5.13 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Through love serve one another. And that is a powerful reminder. It is a powerful lesson for us about seeking to love and serve one another, being alert to the fact that your natural inclination and mine is not We are not naturally inclined to go seek out people to love. We naturally are inclined to take care of ourselves first. Unlike and in opposition to what the world tells you, you do not need to learn to love yourself. (laughs) You do not, I'll say it again, you do not need to learn how to love yourself. Nobody needs to teach you how to do that. You do that naturally. You do need to learn how to love others. And you do need to walk in step with God's Word and with His Spirit in being obedient to the Lord 
in learning how to love and serve your brothers and sisters in Christ and love and serve unbelievers in the world for their ultimate good, their salvation. And in that way, you love and serve your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we must not forget that we need to learn to love and keep learning to love. And then, of course, we're reminded that we love and serve Jesus by loving and serving people around us in the world. Here's, here's what 2 Corinthians 5.20 says about that. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. What's the appeal? We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be reconciled to God. You'll be made right with God. That's our appeal. Believe in him and you'll be saved, forgiven your sins. This is another amazing statement which makes clear why the example we have from Jesus in the washing of feet is one we're to take personally and follow. Not necessarily going around washing other people's feet, although there are, there are churches that do that. We're to love and serve others, and we're to look for others to love and serve. And as we do that, we love and serve our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we have this powerful example of His, of actively seeking to love and serve people around us, believers in the church, unbelievers outside the church. God has actually chosen to make His appeal, as we think about unbelievers, God has actually chosen to make His appeal through us. Is that not amazing? And how are we equipped? We are equipped with His Spirit to help us. And we are given His Word so that we have a message. Because it's not about us, it's about our Savior. And so we, with the Spirit's help, take the message of the Word. And we have an appeal to make as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that appeal that goes out to the world to be saved by trusting in Jesus Christ is, is one that we're to declare and proclaim liberally. We ought not keep it to ourselves. It is actually an incredible honor that God chooses us to make the appeal. You are a messenger. You are an ambassador, as 2 Corinthians 5.20 says. Messenger of light and truth, pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. But we first got to learn to love the Lord our God with our whole being. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. Heart, soul, mind, strength. Love others is next, right? We've got to learn to love the Lord our God with everything that we have, our whole life, every area of our life. So what does the Bible say about loving and serving the Lord Jesus Christ? I want to think about that for a few moments tonight. What does the Bible have to say about loving and serving the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says quite a bit about serving the Lord and servanthood as Jesus' disciples. In fact, when you stop to think about this idea and you begin to realize as you think about the the major theme of the Bible, you're going to find out that this is a major theme of the Bible, and it all points to the greatest servant of all, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark 10 and verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, 
but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That is clear at the cross. That that's what Jesus did. That is very clear at Calvary. It was also demonstrated in the passage that we're looking at today in, in John 13, verses 1 through 5, as Jesus washed the, the filthy feet of his disciples and even, even the feet of the one who was betraying him, Judas. Now, just a note from 2 Corinthians 5.20 that we are ambassadors for Christ. We're not ambassadors for ourselves. We're actually not ambassadors for Chardon Baptist Church. We are ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is making His appeal through us. So when we surrender to Jesus Christ surrender ourselves and and make his rightful place uh, uh, his own it, you know we 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 need to surrender the lord he he has his rightful place but we need to surrender that place to him in our lives and his lordship will be expressed in the way that we love and serve others when we do that if we truly are going to humble ourselves before the lord and seek to honor him in obedience to his word the fact that he is lord will be expressed in the way that we love and serve others because we're loving and serving Him as we do that. And that was certainly the example of Jesus. It was also the teaching of Jesus. It says of Jesus in Mark chapter 9 and verse 35 that He sat down and called the twelve and He said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Remember I said this morning that this is God's love economy. This is how God, uh, God considers love to be genuine. What's genuine love? Is it to put yourself first? No. Is it to seek out those who will, who will love you and give you accolades? No. If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. So don't be putting yourself first, but seek to love and serve others ahead of yourself is what we learn from God's Word and we learn from Jesus' example. Jesus also shows us how that's worked out as we live for Him, as we hear in John 15, verses 12 and 13, when He says this, This is My commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Again, we have this clear reminder. We don't have a command to love ourselves. We don't need anybody to tell us to love ourselves. The commandment is that you love one another, brothers and sisters in Christ. Love one another, church. In that way, you love the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that love, there should be an overflow which begins to spread out of your life to those around you who need the Lord. And when you take the teaching of Jesus, the clear teaching of God's Word to heart, recognizing Jesus' authority over your life, and then you seek to live by His example that's clearly laid out before you in His Word, you are going to take seriously your calling to love and serve Him by loving and serving others. 
One passage that speaks to how that happens is in 1 Peter 4.10, where it says this, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. You know what God's varied grace is? You see it throughout the church when you have a, a, a gathering of God's people and you begin to look around, you realize there are all kinds of gifts that God has given his people and some of them are different than others. And we have different relationships and different, different people involved in our lives and different work to do, different family situations, different neighborhoods we live in. And God uses his church in this incredible way to be ambassadors, but it all hinges on our obedience to him and how we love and serve one another out of love and service to our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So in answer to the question, how can we demonstrate love for God? How can we demonstrate love for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? The clear answer from Scripture is that you show your love for God You show your love for your Savior by your expressions of love for others. And another passage, 2 Corinthians 4, 5, kind of helps us see this when it says, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. Ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake, for the sake of the gospel. So we are servants for Jesus' sake, not not serving for our own sake, although that's the temptation. And God is making his appeal through us as we serve him with our lives. And in fact, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you must be the servant of all as we Heard a moment ago. Again, that's God's economy of love. And that's what Jesus told his disciples when they were concerned with who would be sitting on his right and left hands in the kingdom. Matthew 20 and verse 26 says this, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. I think we often forget it. We lose sight of that. And we dare not. It is countercultural, isn't it? It, is, it goes against the grain in the world that we live in to say, I'm not here to serve me. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve others for God's sake, for the sake of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for Jesus' sake. I'm an ambassador. I'm a messenger. I'm a servant. So again, if you want to be great in God's kingdom... And if you want to accomplish great things for God's kingdom, and I hope that's true of all of you, that, that we would all agree, I want to be effective for the cause of Christ. I want, to, I want to do great things for the kingdom of God. Well, then you need to understand that the path to that greatness, the path to the greatest blessing by God is servanthood. And it shows itself in how we love one another and serve one another. And those who wish to lead, lead become a leaders. You don't necessarily need to want to even become a leader, but those who want to lead, and you will lead others by your godly example, anyone who wishes to lead for God's glory must see clearly that leadership is servanthood. And certainly the greatest leader of all times is Jesus Christ. 
And what a powerful example we have, of course, in the cross, and yet another powerful example in how he stooped to serve his disciples when he washed their feet, giving them an example, giving us an example. Just remember, servanthood is an attitude that it's, it's exemplified in Jesus Christ, who according to Philippians 2, verses 6 and 7, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He chose not to use his power, his privileges as God, verse 7 says, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. His humility began at his birth, didn't it? Came as a baby, took on human flesh, and then lived and served and taught and healed. And it all led to the cross where he was crucified. But he lived a sinless life. And he went to the cross for the sake of sinners would have their sins forgiven when they put their trust in Him. And the lesson for us is that just as Jesus took on the form of a servant, we are called as followers of Jesus to follow His example. To follow Him, to truly follow Him and take the form of a servant, loving one another, ministering to meet the needs of one another in the church, And then looking around you in the world to the people that God has put in your life to seek to minister to them for their ultimate good. And that ministry that's each of ours should flow naturally out of the overflow of our devotion to and love for the Lord Jesus Christ. As we take personally what He accomplished for us on the cross, what He endured for us on the cross, what He gave up on the cross for our sake, our love and service to others, ought to be an overflow that flows toward and ministers to believers and unbelievers. And that is the role of every believer. None of us are exempt from this important role. Note that I'm not speaking specifically of vocational ministry. I'm not talking about everyone becoming a missionary. I'm not talking about everyone becoming a pastor. But I'm talking about the ministry every believer is called to that we're to take up and live out with every day that God gives us. Talking about that ministry that every believer is called to, it's what we hear from Jesus as he gives his disciples this commission. And it is our commission. Listen to Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Here's our commission. This was their commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. All believers have the Holy Spirit of God at work in them, living in them. All believers have the privilege, the joy of having God's Word they can hold in their hands and hide in their hearts. The sharp two-edged sword of the Word to pierce their souls 
to shape them in Christ's likeness. And this is still the commission that's yours as a Jesus follower. And again, this is God making His appeal through you. Not only to the unbelieving world, but His appeal through you to encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ to keep on in the faith, to keep on being faithful, to keep on loving and serving themselves, giving love and service to others for God's sake, for the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In fact, loving and serving others is the very essence of ministry. That's what we're called to. It's why we gather. It's why we preach. It's why we have classes to teach and encourage. And we have activities to gather together to encourage one another. It's why we're preparing for vacation Bible school to get the gospel into the hearts and minds of unbelievers and to encourage believers to continue being faithful to the Lord. God is making His appeal through you. Believers are called to minister and we're called to be loving servants for the glory of God, for the highest good of others. And God the Father has loved and served us by sending God the Son to love and serve us by being the sacrifice for our sin on the cross. And we ought to be willing with every day that God gives us to look for ways that God is nudging us in the direction of love and service to each other for our edification, for the building up, for growing the church, for maturing each other in the faith and loving each other so that we might go outside these four walls to love our neighbors toward Christ, to share the gospel with them, to live in obedience to God's word in front of them. But they might want what we have, making our uh, our appeal as God makes His appeal through us. We ought to love and serve the people around us who need Jesus by giving them the gospel. It may, it may come after an act of service to them, an act of kindness, an act of love and generosity toward them to help meet a need that you gain an opportunity to share the, the love of Christ for them. Paul puts it this way. 1 Thessalonians 1, verses 5-6. through 6, Because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and with full conviction, you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. There may be much affliction ahead for us as we seek to love and serve others, love and serve our brothers and sisters in Christ, love and serve unbelievers toward Christ. There may be. There may be much affliction for us, but know this. If your eyes are fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ and your, your life is grounded on the truth of God's Word with the help of the Holy Spirit, you can do it. You can go through that affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And there is nothing like the joy that the Holy Spirit provides as you love Him, as you love the Lord and serve Him faithfully with your life. So as followers of Jesus, let's not forget, let's never forget that we are servants 
of our Savior. And that is a high calling. That is not a low calling. And yes, you, you may need to lower yourself to love and serve someone. But it is a high honor to be a servant of our Savior. And we are each to serve as servants of one another. And we need to learn to love and serve others by loving and serving Jesus. Colossians 3, listen to these words. Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24. Whatever you do. So what is it you do? Whatever you do. Work heartily. As for the Lord, not for men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Seek to love and serve one another, church. Seek to love and serve unbelievers toward your Savior. And as you do that, you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a high honor that is. And will be a high pleasure for you as you humble yourself before the Lord. And to know that we have the peace of the Spirit at work in us when we need His help is so encouraging. We ought to praise God for that. So whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You'll be kept in Christ for all eternity. Keep that in mind as you remind yourself and you let God's Word remind you that you are serving the Lord Christ. May God's church grow and mature in our love. May it be said of us that that we love one another. May it be evident of us that we love our Lord because we, we love one another. May it be evident that our gospel is true. The message is true because we love one another.